Welcome to the Steady Picks Fantasy Football Show. I'm your host, Big John, and back with me today is the Steady Picks League Champion of last year and my co-host, Donnie. Donnie, how you doing today? Uh, it's good to be back. Um, unfortunately, missed last week, but we're ready to go uh, get ready for week four. Yeah, well, we missed you, and we're glad to have you back as well. Let's let's talk real quick before we get into week four, Donnie. Kind of takeaways from week three. Anything jump out at you uh, after week three? Yeah, I mean, two guys, Justin Jefferson, Christian McCaffrey, two guys that were ultimately going in the first round in any type of format, and they haven't really, you know, paid that off just yet. Uh, obviously, Justin Jefferson with a huge week one, and sort of comes back to comes back to planet earth in week two and three and uh i know his owners are looking for a bounce back in a big way um as far as mccaffrey goes you know he's just not he's seeing the volume on the ground but as far as the pass game he's he's not seeing what we're you know we're used to seeing for a guy like christian mccaffrey and at his you know he was going in the first half of the first round and uh his owners are expecting a lot more as well yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, I think Jefferson, I was really high on him the beginning of the year, and I still am. And I think we'll get a bounce back game from him this week. And I think he'll be fine for the rest of the season. We'll put up, you know, first round numbers. As far as McCaffrey is concerned, you know, now there's another little nagging injury. I don't think that, uh, you know, he's getting much help out of the quarterback play there from Baker. So, uh, you know, but he's still getting some volume. So, you know, hopefully those two will both come around I was really impressed with Lamar Jackson you know in the performance that he's been putting up and the numbers he's been putting up both on the ground and in the air and and also you know Jalen Hurts continues to to make a push towards you know an MVP candidate and I think from somebody else that uh, was drafted a little bit later that had a lot of promise I think Trevor Lawrence showed that uh, that Doug Peterson's going to make him a better quarterback and he's not making the mistakes he made last year so he's been all over the wire so although he has a tough game this week uh those are some of my takeaways from week three as well heading into yeah well, yeah go ahead i'm sorry Donnie. go ahead yeah two two other wide receivers that uh i feel like are worth noting is um goes hand to hand with lamar jackson that's rashad bateman you know um <clears throat> had two big touchdowns in or one big touchdown in week one one long touchdown in week two and then he uh sort of has a a bust week and I feel like for Rashad Bateman that's going to be you know kind of the norm it's going to be a huge week or or not so much from uh from him production wise and that's I feel like that's scary for Rashad Bateman owners but that's just the way it is um obviously Lamar Jackson's been incredible Uh, like you said both on the ground and in the pass game um and, and lastly Hollywood Brown former Raven you know just an unbelievable amount of targets coming his way, you know, 17 in week three. That's, that's pretty impressive. Um, be worth noting what happens when Deandre Hopkins comes back and, and what that offense looks like. But right now it doesn't look too hot, but, but Marquise Brown is still just, just a target monster. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, is it me, Donnie, or, you know, we've been doing this a lot of years, and it seems like this year there's more people kind of giving up on players early on than any year I could remember. I mean, is it just me, or do you are you seeing some of that too? No, for sure. And, and guys that were drafted early in, in rounds, you know, um, guys like Austin Eckler, uh, 
Najee Harris. Like those guys are just people are trying to ship them away as fast as they can. And, you know, it's it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. You know, you want the best matchups. You want to get in the playoffs. You want the best matchups come come playoff weeks. And and some people sort of look ahead of that and and you can't do that. You know, I can't agree, Donnie, more with you. You know, I, I think, you know, you, you got to be proactive, and it's still we're going into week four, and like you said, what's the goal? The goal is to win the trophy, and the way you win the trophy isn't necessarily by worried about winning the first three or four weeks. It's about making sure you get in and you have the best possible team when you get in. And, you know, you, you, it's way too early for these people to be giving up on players. I mean, I, it's just unbelievable some of the things I've been hearing on, on, on players being given up, looking to wire, seeing some of the you know the stuff on the wire. Players I don't think should be there, so it's crazy. But we do have a game tonight, so let's focus on that for our listeners. We have the Miami Dolphins undefeated three and zero going against the Cincinnati Bengals. A little disappointing with a one and two record. We have a, a favorite with the Bengals by uh, by three and a half. Uh, so Miami's getting three and a half, and we have an over-under that seems to be climbing, but it's at 48 as we speak now. Um, as far as who to start, and for uh, let's start with the Cincinnati side. Who are you starting on the Cincinnati side? Uh, I, I feel like everyone uh, is a must-start in that offense uh, this week. You know, um, the final score doesn't show it, but the Bills just tore up this Dolphins defense. You know, they were on the field for – the better half of the uh, large part of the game. Uh, obviously, the score doesn't show that, like I said. But uh, m- my thinking is the Dolphins' defense, maybe on both sides of the ball, come out a bit slow. You know, a real emotional uh, week three win over the Bills, and they might c- come out a little bit rusty, short week, whereas the Bengals, you know, they had a kind of wire-to-wire win, and, and I think they'll be ready for this one. Actually, uh, Ricky and I discussed this game on the Happy Hour show, and and I'm already have a ticket on the Bengals minus three. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was going to ask you for your pick on this game. I have a ticket. I got him at 3-2 on the Bengals. I agree. I think the Dolphins come out flat. I think you play Joe Burrow. I know he's a number nine quarterback. I have him rated this week. But people forget, you know, he might be one and two, but he still averaged 19.3 fantasy points per game. And he's coming off his best performance last week. I know it was against the Jets. I think he has a big game. I think Chase, like you said, was phenomenal in week one. I think it was 10 for 129 in the tutty. It's struggled a little bit since then. I mean, he's going to come back and have a big game. You know, Higgins, I agree with you, must start. Um, you know, Mixon started out, you know, he's been struggling, but he's Joe Mixon. He's getting the volume. So I, I think on the, on the Cincinnati side, I play everybody like you said. I think they win the game tonight. I think they cover tonight. The only person that I'm not sure about, how about Tyler Boyd? I know last week he had 105 yards and a touchdown. You know, I see him potentially, you know, being a, a lower ceiling type of guy. Would you start Tyler Boyd in with that receiving group? You know, it's tough to say. Um, he's one of those guys where you're not going to be able to really predict when he has those big weeks like last week. Um, I truly don't think he's startable unless you've been hit with a bunch of injuries or once bye weeks start coming. Um and, and you need a filler for a bye week. But real quick with Joe Mixon, I, I feel like he's a great, you know, uh, <clears throat> trade piece to, to try to trade for a guy like Joe Mixon. Um, <clears throat> Joe Mixon owners might be a little frustrated with how he's, his performances uh, up to this point. 
like you say, he's still getting the volume and, and the touchdowns are, are bound to break through and, and he's about to get in the end zone. So, so Joe Mixon would be a guy I would, I would reach out to whoever owns him and, and see what, see what they're thinking about him. This is why Donnie was a champ. He was the master at reaching out and getting people, you know, when, uh, when they're struggling. I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, when the volume's there and you have the talent, remember, the offensive line is the last piece to come together. So it's very common that the offensive line takes three to five weeks before they start to get together, especially when there's some new pieces there. So I agree with you with grabbing, you know, maybe trying to make a trade and get Joe Mixon. On the Miami side, it looks like that ankle is going to be okay uh, for Tua, so he's going to play. Although, I don't know what you thought, Donnie, but that didn't look like an ankle injury to me. He looked like he was concussed. Uh, I think this investigation might uh, show some things that are a little different than what the ankle's showing. Did you see that hit? What were your thoughts on that? I did, and, and you know, I've seen so many different reports. Like, uh, someone said, oh, his back tightened up. Um, you know, now it's an ankle. So I'm not really sure what the uh, actual injury is i'm not sure any of us do at this point um but it'd be interesting to see how he looks you know coming off a short week in the miami heat uh now they're on the road so that's i think it's a great spot for the Bengals here yeah i do too and you're gonna play you know Tua. obviously you're gonna play tyreek hill and waddle who's just absolutely been a stud he is expected to play the groin injury does not seem to be a problem so obviously you know you're gonna play your studs there but you know just to recap here both donnie and i both are all over the Bengals. we expect a little bit of a letdown uh, after a big win for the dolphins and let me tell you something those dolphins don't win that game if they pay buffalo three times Buffalo's winning almost every one of those games so for you Buffalo fans listen don't get too frustrated about that uh but so we all we like the we like the Bengals on that we we want to get into the questions because again every week we are getting bombarded with gosh can you do more questions can you do more questions around who to start we're going to try to do our best here and answer your trade questions in the amount of time we have so let's get started on this one um Tony is in a standard league, Donnie, and he has an interesting question. Would you start Justin Herbert or Trevor Lawrence knowing Herbert didn't look so good and may be hurt? Your thoughts on that? I'm going to stick with Herbert here. Um, You know, they have injuries everywhere, uh, this team. But I'm going to stick with Herbert, you know, just simply a better matchup going up uh, into Houston. Uh, As far as Trevor Lawrence goes, has looked fantastic. Um, but we saw this Eagles defense just, you know, tear apart that Washington offensive line. Obviously, Jacksonville is – we like to think they're a lot better than the commanders. Um, Doug Peterson returns to Philadelphia. I'm going to stick with Herbert here. It feels like he, he – I know the ribs are a problem, but I feel like Herbert uh, gets it done here, has a very productive week four. Well, Tony, this is an easy one. I couldn't have said any better. I agree with Donnie. I'll take Herbert all day on this one than Trevor Lawrence going against that uh, that Philadelphia defense. And I think Herbert at 80% even is better than most of the quarterbacks in the NFL. Let's go to Drew. Drew, oh, it's an interesting one. Najee Harris or James Robinson? Gosh, people talk about James Robinson when before they didn't even think he was going to play. And now they're talking about who do I start, him or Harris? Your thoughts there, Donnie? Right. This James Robinson uh, come up has been incredible. You know, coming off an Achilles injury, which we don't see running backs really return from. And he's looked great. Uh, He's actually 
an RB one right now, like currently probably a top five running back in almost all formats um, has looked great in that offense has been on the field more than Travis Etienne. but I'm going to go with Najee Harris here. You know, this Jets defense has not looked very good. Um, Najee Harris should have the volume. I know the Steelers offense isn't good, but, but Najee Harris is, is going to be on the field and, and we're sure of that there should have red zone opportunities. Um, I like Najee here. Yeah, agree. You know, volume, volume, volume. Najee's going to get the volume. He's playing against the Jets. You know, Robinson, unbelievable player. But I think they're going to be down in this game, which is going to show, I think, more to ETN out there. So Absolutely. I think Robinson is your safer bet and bigger ceiling there. So we're both in agreement so far uh, on that one. Tina, um, she needs one of three for her flex, Donnie. She has Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Jeff Wilson or Cam Akers? Uh, at this point, you can't really start Akers, if, if, especially with those other two options. Um, this Rams backfield, this Rams offense just hasn't clicked as uh, yet this season. And I'd like to see, you know, this backfield get a little bit more clear before I start Henderson or Akers, you know. And, and Jeff Wilson, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a little bit safer options. Um <clears throat> unless you have to, I don't think acres is startable in many formats. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, you know, with, with Henderson there and, and until there's, you see what's going on, if there's some more trust built with him, I, I think, you know, I think Edwards has a layer, has a really tough matchup against that Tampa run defense. I'm going to go Wilson against the Rams on this one. Uh, had a decent week last week in his first week, 12 for 75 yards, had three catches for 31 yards. Uh, I think he'll get some action against the, against the Rams and be able to, you know, to get you your 12 to 15 fancy points. So I agree. I'm not going acres and I'm not going Clyde Edwards to layer there. Real quick, big John, uh, Clyde Edwards to layer. Um, to me, this feels like a guy that I'd be willing to get off of and, and trade away if I if I currently own him. You know, you had mentioned it. Tough matchup against this Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, defense, and a week he might not have much production. Um, there's definitely a good chance of that. So if you're able to kind of sell him high, sell him right now, um, I, I definitely would would send out offers. Well, I can't comment on that because you know I have them. And, and if you look in your inbox, Donnie, uh, in our high-stakes Steady Picks League, you're going to see <laughs> I have Clyde Edwards-Alaire in trying to ship him off. So I guess you pretty much answered that. So I'm screwed there. Um, let's get to the next question here. Um, this is uh, Michael. Michael has a tight end question. He has Darren Waller or Kyle Pitts. Hmm. So that's an interesting one. Waller, Denver, and, and Pitts is obviously at Cleveland. Uh, thoughts there, Donnie? Give me Pitts here. Um, you know, not that we saw him break through, but we saw Kyle Pitts be a lot more acclimated to this offense, a lot more involved, um, whereas Dan, Darren Waller, I, I'm starting to worry about him and, and his overall production this season. You know, just three catches uh, last week, 22 yards. Another offense that hasn't really clicked, and until I see that, um, kind of having a tough time starting Darren Waller. Give me Pitts here. Um, they'd be silly not to just force feed him the ball and find ways to get him the ball. And, and I think they're starting to realize that. So give me Pitts all day here. 
totally agree with you. You know, Waller's been a disappointment. You know, Pitts is a unicorn. And, you know, the, you saw what they did with him in the first half, and then they got away from him. Smith wants to keep his job. I mean, listen, Cordell Patterson is okay at the running back. And, you know, he had a great game last week. You know, and I know they have Drake London over there. But come on, you, you got to feed the unicorn. You want to keep your job, get your best player the ball. And, and for people that have Kyle Pitts, you know, remember, he did this last year. Still scored over 1,000 yards and all came, you know, kind of from the fourth game on. So totally agree with you on, on, uh, on Pitts there. And, you know, for those of you, you know, the advice on the stardom sit-ems, you know, we're over 85% on making the right calls there. So I commend Donnie in, uh, on, these, on these calls here over the first three weeks. There is a couple of trade questions I want to get to, Donnie, that came in. One of them came in from Leroy, and he asked, um, he received, he has Austin Eckler, and he received a trade offer where he would give up Leonard Fournette. Your thoughts there? Give me Fournette. I don't feel great about it, but give me Fournette here. I, I feel like at some point Herbert's going to miss time, and that's really going to affect this entire Chargers offense. Um, where Fournette, we talk about volume, he's always got it. Um, <clears throat> I expect this uh, Tampa Bay offense to start getting more red zone opportunities, start scoring more touchdowns, and that'll be beneficial for Leonard Fournette. Um, give me Fournette. I don't feel great about it, but that's what I'll take. And on that one, you know, this is probably the one that, that you're going to have to make a choice because I'm going to disagree with Donnie. I don't disagree with what he said, that this offense is going to get back to normal. Brady's getting his pieces back. The easier part of the schedule is coming. He's going to continue to get volume. He's going to continue to get a ton of goal line. I just think Eckler, there's a reason why he was drafted early on in the first round. People forget his usage out of the backfield and what he could do once he gets the ball and the fact that he could run between the tackles and that he's been, you know, a pure volume guy. I just think that this right now, this offense, this Charger offense is in such disarray. They just lost a tackle. I still think that Eckler is going to continue to be a top five, top 10 guy at the end. And I'll tell you something, you know, Fournette, you know, he gets a lot of volume and he's a bruiser. So, you know, let's hope he stays healthy. So I don't think you can go wrong there on Fournette or Eckler. Donnie likes, likes Fournette in that one. I like Eckler. We'll leave that one up to you. Another trade question. This is an interesting one. I don't think we would have even had this conversation prior to the season, Donnie. He wants to know, Tim wants to know, he has Jonathan Taylor. It's been a big disappointment. He drafted him with his first pick. His buddy had offered him Barkley. Would you make that trade? No. Give me, give me Jonathan Taylor. Uh, no reason to panic here. Um, Barkley looks good. There's no doubt about that. Um, but, but Jonathan Taylor, you know, he's, he's different. Uh, there's better days are ahead of him, and, and I'm not too worried, worried about Jonathan Taylor. Like, like you said, you can't go wrong here, um, but I prefer Jonathan Taylor the rest of the season. Yeah, and I agree, with, I agree, Donnie, with you 100%. I mean, listen, it's not a matter 
of he's not doing well when he's getting the ball. The problem is the game script has changed because the team has been behind so much. I mean, you know, you get this team back together and they get ahead of any game, it's going to be nothing but the Taylor show. And, 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 and although Barkley had a great game, matter of fact, he cost me a win on that touchdown uh, in the Stay Picks League uh, against Ricky, who broke my balls, pardon my language. But, um, you know, but I still think there's a reason why, you know, Taylor was number one. And he's still behind that good offensive line. And I'm not as sold on the Giants as everybody else is. So I agree with you. You know, we both agreed, grab Taylor. Um, you I know, know Big John, real quick. Yeah. Uh, it was just two weeks ago. Jonathan Taylor had 30 carries for 160 yards and a touchdown. You know, um, you, you can't always ride the roller coaster in uh, fantasy football. You know, you got to try to keep it a little, a little more even keel and, and don't overreact to, to one bad week, to two bad weeks. Like you and your draft capital, you invested the one, one, the one, two in Jonathan Taylor. Uh, you can't just ship them off like yeah. after week three. I totally agree, and I don't want to put a jinx here, but, you know, you look at Jonathan Taylor, and you look at him even going back to the Wisconsin days. I mean, this is a man that doesn't get hurt. You know, we can't say the same for Barkley, and I think, you know, I, lots of other things I love about Taylor. He's adorable back, you know, and, and, and you, you're going to need that as the season goes on. Um, that reminds me. Yeah. Uh, I actually saw a stat on Jonathan Taylor yesterday – I believe he missed practice. I don't think it's any concern, but it was the first practice he had missed in his whole football career. It's just pretty crazy to, to think about it and proves your point. Yeah, he's a, he's a bore. I'll tell you what, he does he does not get hurt. He practices. I had a couple of guys I knew that played with him in, in when he was at Wisconsin, and they said that, you know, this guy, I mean, you know, most people would be sitting out, you know, he'd tweak an ankle. He'd be back there, you know, practicing, doing walkthroughs. He's, he's like a freak. So uh, hopefully, like I said, we didn't jinx him. But uh, one last question, just because we're running out of time. Is there anybody you had mentioned, Donnie, it's something you do so well, which is maybe going after guys now that you can get cheap because of where we're at with the first three games the first guy that comes to my mind and i'm just curious is, is hopkins right i mean you know he was a he only has you know he's going to lose him for a couple more weeks but you know you could probably get somebody if they're struggling they're holding on to hopkins that you might be able to steal him you agree with that theory yeah, for sure. You know, Hopkins is getting a little bit older, but but now having these six weeks in, uh, with a suspension, he's able to, to kind of rest, and he's going to be fresh come week seven, you would think. Um, I do like Hopkins, you know. Like, like we talked about earlier, kind of the name of the game is, is selling high and buying guys low, and, and Hopkins, you know, may not be – you might not be able to buy him low because everyone knew coming in he was suspended six weeks, and they – they drafted him with the expectation he was on the bench for the first six weeks. But if someone's willing to come off DeAndre Hopkins and, and you can get him at a decent price, for sure. Because I'll tell you what, that Cardinals offense, they, they could really use him right now. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I want to give a shout-out to, to Ricky, uh, who went 7-0 and last Sunday, and Tom, who went 5-0. and So incredible. a big shout-out to them. It's just incredible. I saw... Uh, I saw some stuff on TikTok, and I know that uh, I was out at a local tavern, and I, I like to you know, put down a couple bourbons, and I heard a couple people talking about that those guys made him some money. So shout out to those two steady pick guys for just a phenomenal Sunday. With that being said, Donnie, it's always a pleasure. Looking forward to week four and looking forward to talking to you uh, next week about what happens. This Absolutely. is uh, this is Big John and Donnie signing out. Remember, go to the Steady Picks website. It's still absolutely free. 
Tons of great content, tons of great winners. Have a good week, everybody. We're out.